Mr. Webster can't catch that bird Though this story sounds absurd Got old Winston quite perturbed Oh, Mr. Winston can't catch that bird Mr. Winston don't understand Why he's catching such hell from the main Working on his master plan Gonna eat up all the birds he can If I could jump about five feet high Reach up towards the sky Catch him before he flies And start singing Winston used to nap all day Or he wouldn't have it any other way Now sanity's about to give That damn bird's allowed to live Jump about five feet high Reach up towards the sky Catch him before he flies And start singing Jump about five feet high I'd reach up towards the sky Catch him before he flies Start singing Mr. Winston can't catch that bird No, the whole thing sounds absurd He's got old Winston quite perturbed That Mr. Winston can't catch that bird Jump about ten feet high I reach out towards the sky Catch him for he flies And start singing Wow Eric Hamilton, the song Mr. Winston. I'm Catherine Beeks. It is the Listen Local Show, a special edition featuring my cousin Cameron. Hi, Cameron. Howdy. You're actually my second cousin. You're my cousin's kid. Yeah. So second cousin? Yeah, whatever. So Cameron is, well, I call him an animal activist. We're going to get more into that. But that's why I've chosen this uh, song list today. I delved deep into the Listen Local Library and picked songs. Well, I searched cats, dogs, uh, goats, sheep, pigs, chickens... And I've got this set list, so it's going to be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, Eric Hamilton, what's up, dude? All the way out in uh, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. We love your song, Mr. Winston. Okay, so Cameron, back to you. Thank you for letting me interview you. Absolutely. We grew up in Lancaster, California, the high Mm -hmm. desert. And um, our background, uh, your background specifically, that, that side of the family, were farmers. Yep. The Munns, those of you who are familiar with the Antelope Valley will know that Munns Ranch Road is, uh, you know, really cool. And that's that's our legacy out there. That's uh, alfalfa farming. Alfalfa, cattle farm, ranching. Buffaloes for a while? I don't even remember. They had buffaloes at the ranch. 
Okay. That was weird. I, that was like a late that. 90s thing. Well, I left uh, Lancaster in 1998. Anyway, I was always just, uh, I admired what they did and all the animals that I met there at the ranch with your grandma and, mm-hmm. and just, the, you know, so many wonderful memories with all that. So flash forward to you and your life. Uh, you grow up and decide to do what you do. And what do you do? Well, I, I kind of took it full circle because I was always the city kid Yeah, that would go out and visit. The city of Lancaster. Well, yeah. So <laughs> it was a city compared okay. to like going out and Sorry, hanging Lancaster. out. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at your cityness, <laughs> but you're just not really a city. But anyway, yeah, you're right. You um, lived in town. We called it right, and you know that was my mom wanted to escape, you know, the country life, and then I take it full circle and I go back to it. Um, I always did love going out there, yeah. and can remember, you know throwing cow pies and your grandpa had a plane yeah I mean, totally just you want to ride the, you want to drive around the plane today <laughs> i mean it was really the most that's the first time i ever rode a mini bike and and just some big firsts out there at the ranch for yeah. sure yeah so yeah i always remember hanging out with a variety of different farm animals and you know that was a ranching life that was just like i remember seeing cattle shot you yeah. know and that was just that's life yeah. and it wasn't until much later i was in college and like I was exposed to some different ways of looking at other species and that kind of shifted things for me and so that was kind of the journey that path going to now where the way that I shoot them is with my camera right um and so really that's where I am at the moment I is love that. photographing so First of all, I call you an animal activist, and you don't even call them animals. You call them individuals. Right. I mean, I I, I will say people. Yeah. And to me, when I say people, I'm referring to dogs and pigs and chickens. And yeah. They're all my people, um, along with my human people. So I tend to be specific. Like yeah. I'll say, you know, my human people or my chicken people. I know. I love Because they are people to me. Um, and that's that's been the journey I'm on, is like getting to know them as individuals. And I've been very fortunate to work with individuals in settings, uh, farm animal sanctuaries. Right. And I worked with one, um, one specific one for many years and I was doing direct care. I was, um, doing tours and introducing people to all of these individuals and telling them their stories. Yeah. And a sanctuary is a setting where all of these individuals who live there from pigs, cattle, chickens, goats, sheep, donkeys, horses, turkeys, did I say that already? All, you know, all these different species are living there. Like they get to live out there for the rest of their life. Right. Like they're safe yeah. and they come from all different backgrounds, mm-hmm. whether it was like they were found abandoned, tied up to a tree mm-hmm. on a property that somebody left or, you know, fell off of a truck that was on their way to slaughter. Um, so they have all different types of stories. They have all different types of personalities. And that's what um, part of the work that I started came into working with them directly and photographing them Mm -hmm. specifically but also volunteering and helping hands-on but right yeah especially later when i started traveling more specifically to photograph sanctuaries all over the u.s and helping out in a variety of different ways beyond just taking photos but also sharing like experiences i had had with you know people from all over the sanctuary world I want to talk about some of those people. Okay. Uh, But first, let's play some more songs. Excellent. Continuing with the cats and dogs theme. This one's called I Like Cats, You Like Dogs by the amazing Cindy Lee Berryhill, right here on the Listen Local radio show. I 
I saw a cat, as a matter of fact, buying a dog a Pepsi at a club last night. Lighting cigarettes, the eyes on the light. Rare case, perhaps, but don't be surprised. Out in the wild, a cohabitate with the political climate.
decision, he made it a choice, just never get caught, he just works some wonder. Try to believe in something like love and turn it up into the next century. Dose Bros with Athena and the Dogs. That is one of my favorite songs, Cameron. I was so glad that the dog theme was happening so we could play <laughs> that. Before that, of course, Cindy Lee Berryhill. I like cats. You like dogs. We have an animal theme today for the Listen Local show. This is a special edition featuring my cousin Cameron and uh, the amazing work he does. Loving those individuals out there. We were talking about the sanctuaries that you work for or with, and your job basically is traveling around the country now. You've been doing that for how long? Um, I left California in the summer of 2015, bought myself an RV with very little savings I'd scraped together. and Runs in the family, kids. <laughs> and started driving east. Um it's something I'd been dreaming about doing for many years and just kind of feeling that like travel bug, never having been able to do it and just getting to a place of like, all right, I got to do this now or it's not going to happen. Right. Um, and so that was kind of the, went through a lot of like mental stuff of just getting over. Where's the first place you went? I, so after I left California, I drove straight to Washington, D.C. Okay. I was doing a festival there. Um, which that journey was an interesting one, <laughs> fraught with more uh, breakdowns than I would have liked to have had. Um, and then from there, I started going um, up and down the East Coast, visiting sanctuaries. That's kind of where the farm animal sanctuary movement started, was actually in um, New York. And from there, has spread to all over the world. Yeah. Um, and now there's, I mean, there's probably upwards of easily a hundred farm animal sanctuaries in the U.S. More than that, I'm kind of losing track of how many there are. But yeah, so I was traveling up and down, getting yeah. to explore the country at the same time, which was really awesome. 
And these people who are running these sanctuaries have to be amazing people. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's a huge commitment. Oh, yeah. Um, I get asked a lot, you know, when people find out, like, this is what I do, you know, like, oh, it's my dream to start a sanctuary. And it's, it's a really amazing, intense calling. Yeah. And it's one of the hardest things. It's, there's so much involved that a lot of people don't realize. Emotionally, so, financially. All of it. Physically. All of it. Yeah. All and, that. And a lot of people will see it and they're like, oh my God, you get to hang out with all these amazing individuals every day. And it's like, yeah, that's part of it. But you also got to pay the bills and you got to clean up the poop and you yeah. got to, you know, take them to the vet. And yeah. it's, it can be very overwhelming. And so I always try to, you know, encourage that spark, but with a dose of reality of like, you know what, connect with places that are already doing this. And because a lot of them are open for people coming, like they want people to come and meet all the residents sure. and that's a really good way to, you can start volunteering and just yeah. see what it's like to scoop poop in 20 degree weather with <laughs> two feet of snow in Michigan or wherever you're yeah. thinking of starting. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, uh, so many amazing humans. I've been really fortunate to have some places that have become more than just places to visit that are, you know, homes for me. Right. Um, particularly the first one that just kind of pulled me and his family was Interloca mm-hmm. Animal Sanctuary, which is in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I've done a lot with them and for them. And um, I just, I love and adore the humans that make up that yeah. sanctuary, but also all of the other species. And then um, Kindred Spirit Sanctuary, which is in Ocala, Florida. Um, I spent quite a bit of time over one not snowy winter yeah. <laughs> escaping the, yeah. the snows of the bet. Northeast and, hung out with them. The, do they have different kinds of animals there? All farm animals. Okay. That's that's the all of the sanctuaries I've been to are really focused on farm animals. Okay. As a collective group of species, you know, these domestic um, animals, my focus is that's who I was working with so yeah. I know how to be around. Yeah. But also the ones who, you know, are overlooked most frequently right. in our world. Right. Um, you know, typically the ones that people are eating. And right. so that that's how people look at them. And so part of my goal is to change that is yeah. to, you know, like introduce somebody to a specific chicken and this is her story. And, and your photographs so, do just that. Where did the photography thing enter your life? Um, when I was still in California working with my best friend who had a wedding photography company okay. in Bakersfield and I would do a lot with her. Um, and she really cultivated the, that photo bug in me. Um, and then I was doing more regular stuff with her, um, and then also working at a sanctuary at the same time. And it was just very natural that I started photographing the individuals I was working with. Sure. Um, God, the photos you get, I mean, you capture their soul, their little eyes and, and I didn't realize it was something I was doing anything different than normal. I mean, we all try to take pictures of animals and sure. you just, you connect with them. So they're feeling so safe with you that they, they're not afraid of that thing you're holding, I guess. And they're, yeah. It was something that I went to, I was working at the sanctuary in the LA area and they, there was a sanctuary near Salt Lake, um, Ching Farm Rescue and Sanctuary, and they were taking in some turkeys and, um, I was, helping transport them in fact they were we drove them up in my prius um <laughs> just chilling in the back three, three wow. turkeys so we get to the salt lake area and 
um, Faith who started the sanctuary, I asked her if I could photograph. You know, I didn't know any of these individuals. First time I've been there. Right. You know, a Southern California boy shows up in December in Salt Lake City with my Vibram toe shoes on and snow on the ground (laughs) with my camera taking photos. And what was really amazing to me is that I was able to capture portraits of many of those residents like the ones that I'd been working with for years at that point. Right. And so it was really magical. And that was the first spark of like, I wonder if I could do this for all these other sanctuaries that I'm seeing, you know, on social media, like maybe I could go visit all these places. Right, and so that right. was the kind of the spark gotcha. of it. And then little bit by little bit, I would visit a few more, like some in California. And then I had an extended trip where I went to Portland and there's quite a few sanctuaries around Portland. Um, and so I was able to visit them and, then when I stopped working for the sanctuary in California, that was when I was like, all right, this is it. I got to do this now or never. Right. And so that was July of 2015. And now I've traveled almost for four full years. Wow. And I just photographed at my 85th location, um, sanctuary location, which is pretty amazing. That's so, amazing. And one of the things that's, you know, I forget is like, there's probably nobody else on the planet that's been to as many farm animal sanctuaries as I have now. Right. Um, and it's pretty amazing and I feel super where blessed you, to do it. Where can the people hearing this podcast right now see these amazing photos? Um, so my website, it's uh com. So the name of my project is the Yoga Anamalia Project. Okay. And I use the yoga portion very specifically because in Sanskrit that, that context that that means union right so the goal of the project is to unify you know we humans looking at these individuals with them as individuals um kind of bridging that gap and sharing their stories so most of the photos on the website it'll tell you at least who that individual is and where they live or lived if they have since died but also a lot of them will have their stories Mm -hmm. of where they're rescued from a little bit about them and it's on facebook and instagram it's yoga on amalia um, will pop up that way. Okay, cool. You guys can search that while you listen to these next uh, few songs. We're going to start off with Little Hurricane, their song Sheep in Wolf's Clothing. Check out those photos, folks.
That was Horse, of course, by Tammy Gosnell on the Listen Local radio show. Before that, we heard Little Hurricane, Sheep in Wolf's Clothing. My name's Catherine Beeks. I'm here in studio with Cameron Osteen. And we are selecting songs that have animal themes. Cameron, thank you for allowing me to interview you today. Over the years, I've just been so inspired by all the things that you've done, like your your raw diet that you started. You know, that was really weird to the family. We're like, <laughs> he's eating only raw food and he's saving, traveling the country, uh, helping these animals. And anyway, I just have been so inspired by you all these years. So thank you for stopping by and visiting me, first of all, and hanging out. Cause, and thank you for what you do, because seriously, it's it's amazing. The photos that you take, are incredible and um i have since stopped uh eating meat because of your inspiration and what you do and who you are so thank you um now what are you going to do what is your life's mission you have this motorhome parked in pennsylvania you have (laughs) um all these people i know you've you've started a book i'm working on it okay so the um kind of the the goal of each winter when i try to be a little bit more stationary is just to edit through photos. I think I have about 40,000 still left to oh go through just from the 85 sanctuaries I've been to. Um, and I, so I want to, I want to create this book. It's going to be a hardcover coffee table style art book that'll feature the portrait of the individual and then share their story. And I'll be running a Kickstarter at some point when I'm closer to that sure. point to make it happen. And I mean, it's kind of brilliant, this this platform that we have now. Um, a, a friend of mine cr- kind of got this going. She is a photographer herself and created this Kickstarter. And it was something like, it was some $36,000 or something they had to raise to make this quality book. Right. And she blew it away. It was like $51,000 or something that yeah. they raised, nice. which is so awesome. Um really to get these images out there and, you know, to share about the, all the individuals that we're photographing. And so that really kind of inspired me to be like, okay, this is possible. I can do this. Um, especially because the images I'm sharing, you know, are very positive images. You know, their stories might be a little bit sad because a lot of them come from very like traumatic places, but when I photograph them, like they're living peacefully at yeah. these places and where they're, yeah, they're you happy, can, they're you can loved. See the joy in them. Yeah, and they just get to do what they want to do. Um, so the book is the main thing. I'm really trying to work on that and just get the photos and then run the Kickstarter and hopefully get that funded and and then just to keep traveling and you know continue photographing because sanctuaries are starting to more and more open opening up and trying to kind of create more of a community around that. Um, Cause a lot, it's, it's not like one organization creating these in different places. It's really like individuals, you know, seeing this and it stirs their passion and like, right. I want to do this. I want to help right. and creating these. And so it's very disparate elements in a lot of cases. And so one of the things that very accidentally I discovered is like I'm becoming kind of a a bridge between a lot of these places and just trying to help yeah. share information. Yeah. Um, so that's been kind of a, an interesting, unexpected part of the the project. But the book's the main thing. Right. So fingers crossed, I'll, it, the Kickstarter will go out this year. Um, 
but I do have quite a lot of writing and <laughs> editing to do still. And in the so. meantime, folks can support you at your Patreon page. Yes, I do have uh, the Yoga Anamalia Project Patreon page, okay. which has been super helpful. Yeah, um, It just allows me to, you know, get the basics covered yeah. while continuing to photograph and travel and you know, bring some awareness about these places that are rescuing individuals and right. sharing their stories. Where can we find you at Patreon? Um, it's patreon.com backslash yoga Anamalia. Okay. A-N-I-M-A-L-I-A. Great. Which is the scientific kingdom that we're all part of. Right. So if you go to my website, um, there's a, a page on there called Supporting Sanctuaries. And on that page, there's a Google map that I've been creating that shows where a lot of these sanctuaries are. Oh, beautiful. Because so many of them, like, will, they want people to come. Yeah. You know, they'll have, like, public tour days or you can email or call and schedule a tour. And I really encourage, you know, it'll show on there, like, approximately what city they're in because um, they're all over the country. And so if there's one that's, you know, a... a drivable uh it's definitely worth visiting and awesome. checking them out thank so. you to all those people that do that you know, i awesome. mean you get to meet them and and i'm i'm excited that you'll be sharing their stories uh soon too but just thank you to all those people that's fantastic stuff all right um the last song is uh one i picked out when when i put in dogs in the search two dogs by bug guts comes up and it's definitely got some explicit uh, language, I guess. Well, it's not really the... Yeah, it is explicit. But Bug Guts, uh, Rosebud, and Scott, they live up in Northern California. And they are now actually called Blue Sky Pie, if you're looking for their music. But they are activists in the fight for love and everybody just being on the same page and eating plants and not hurting anybody. And so they're fantastic people, and I urge you to check them out. But this last uh, song is one of my favorites. So we will end on that. Once again, thank you, Cameron Osteen. Thank you. Activist, photographer, <laughs> cousin, <laughs> wonderful human. Family. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> All right. This is Two Dogs by Bug Guts on the Listen Local radio show. Thank you, Patreon team, for making it happen. <laughs> Fucking, 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 fucking
fucking, you're fucking, you're fucking, 